from Royal St. George's at the 149th Open Championship. This is the Open Podcasts. It has just gone seven o'clock here at Royal St George's and it is moving day at the 149th Open. I'm Di Doherty, welcome to the Open Podcast and make sure you're subscribed for two more episodes coming to you on Championship Sunday tomorrow. But my goodness, what a day we have in progress here. And we are once again at this beautiful spot by the Starters Hut. Joining me is the Open Radio's Harry Ewing, also a host of the Three Off The Tea podcast. Great to see you, Harry. And you, Di. Great to be here on this Saturday evening. It's still glorious. Oh, it's beautiful. Have you got your sun cream on still? I have, you yes. You need it. I've just topped up. Good. Uh, also delighted to say hello to Mike McEwen of Bunkered Magazine. Hi, Mike. We've dragged you out of the media centre. Do you know what, Di? I'm delighted you have. I've been stuck in there <laughs> all day now in fairness that's a conscious decision because it's sunny and i need to put on factor 50 just to have my photo taken so yeah, it's, I know. It's, it's, it's nice to be out here seeing it all well it i'm is. a celt as well and we need we need to put our sun cream on we do. Uh, we do we've got to talk about well obviously we still have players out on the course playing the last three or four holes we have a three-way tie right at the top of the leaderboard gentlemen jordan spice louis usazen and colin murakawa it's a fascinating storyline i'm going to start with you harry you've been out on the course you've been following john rom and we will speak about that in just a moment but what do you make of this three-way tie with three powerhouses of the game yeah it's intriguing i suppose die look louis has maybe brought some of these guys back in he's only level par through his holes today i believe he's on about 14 there at the moment so look couple of bogeys couple of birdies but you know has has, has made a few mistakes along the way but yeah look it's fascinating jordan speed really got out of the blocks quite quick he's had three or five birdies and, and two bogeys so three under for his round he's up to minus 11 as well and equally colin morikawa two under for his round so look a trio of guys on 11 under par that's exactly what we want to see i suppose coming down these last few holes yeah let's concentrate on Louis Oosthuizen and are you seeing a hungry South African we've got to remember or, or is it is he is he still laid back for you he's still laid back for me I mean do we ever see a hungry Louis Oosthuizen I think that's been the real <laughs> criticism of him hasn't it over the last few years certainly the last few months when he's had those runner-up finishes that he's got himself into these positions to win to add to that solitary major but, you know, it's like they say, when you've got your foot in your opponent's throat, you just have to keep pressing down. And Louis, for whatever reason, doesn't seem to be capable of that. I hope he proves me wrong tomorrow. He deserves to finish his career with more than one major and would be a worthy winner here. But, my goodness, I, I'm struggling to see it just now and I don't know why. Are you, see, are you not seeing that hunger, Harry? not so sure if I'm not seeing the hunger maybe it's the nature of the guy I heard it on commentary earlier on the radio people say is, is his style of languid walking and, and that fantastic swing is that just the kind of style of personality that he is but I'm yeah. sure inside he has still burning ambition to, to try and add to his major haul already but yeah look he, he's definitely opened the door it, it makes it exciting for all of us I suppose we didn't want maybe one person to run away here and, and not alone has he opened the door for Jordan Speed and Colin Morikawa but other now really are in the mix as well. What have you spotted from his game today, Mike? I mean, on the front nine, he was out in 33, two birdies on his front nine. He's on the 15th as we speak at the moment and he's dropped shots at 11 and 13. What have you noticed? Yeah, for me, that's been the big thing, hasn't it? You know, the, the drop shots that haven't really looked like they've been going to happen these first couple of rounds. It, it, to me, he got himself into this position after 36 holes and I thought, you know what? Okay, it doesn't feel like the hunger's necessarily there, but now he can perhaps push on. And to me, 
like Harry said, he has brought the field back into play by... It's hard to put a finger on it, you know, if there's a part of his game that's been particularly off, but something hasn't clicked mm. quite today. Mm. This has been a great opportunity to post a score and to to go into, you know, maybe four or five shots ahead on Sunday, and it's just not happened. Surprised. Mm. When he won the Open Championship at St Andrews in 2010, he was asked afterwards, what, what were you thinking about? He said nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. He was able to clear his mind completely. It must be a great place to be. It must be a great place when we're all. I was thinking of tractors, as we know. That's what he was thinking about, wasn't it? That brand new tractor he was going to treat himself. Combine harvester we spoke about yesterday. (laughs) Whereas, but but that lackadaisical approach that he has. I mean, it it does. It it could be seen as acting in his favour by being so relaxed. Yeah, especially in these pressure environments. You mentioned I was out with John Ram there, and we'll come on to talk to him in a minute. But where do where do you need to be? Is it is it very relaxed or, or very intense or somewhere in between? I'm yeah. sure he's very focused when he's out there, but he just I suppose he doesn't show it to any of us, does he? Well, you've just hit the nail on the head, though, Harry. It's a bit intensity, isn't it? Who would you be more terrified of if you're looking at the guy above you in the leaderboard, yeah. Louis Tazen? Or Brooks Kepka, and I mean that with total respect. But I know who puts the fear of God into me. Or Jordan Spieth, yeah. Yeah. Even Colin Morikawa, similar Uh demeanour to Louis. I I know who I'd rather be chasing down. Well, by the magic of technology, we're going to sort of go into the future, and we can hear from Louis now. We can only guess his score right now because he's got three holes to play. But let's hear what he has to say. Very slow start, really, to the round, and then um, I made nice birdies on seven and nine, and. And then a few loose swings, um, you know, my, to to um, give some bogeys away to the course. But uh, I just um, told myself there's lots of golf left. Um, you know, try and try and hit the fairways and go from there. If you're uncomfortable, go for the big side of the green and and uh, take it from there. But um, yeah, it's, golf course was definitely set up a little different today. It was a lot tougher, and glad I can shoot on a par. Well, Jordan Spieth, he's tied at the top of the leaderboard, 11 under par. He is three under par for the day. And the pace of his putts is perfection, Mike. It certainly is. I mean, my goodness, imagine standing over the putts that he's left himself. It's not like he's leaving himself kicking birdies every time. Imagine standing over that and having that confidence and you know that history of having rolled them in so many times before. He is... He struggled with his putting for a little while. Yeah. You know, we know how deadly he was in 2015 struggled thereafter and he seems to have rediscovered it it's when it's when it's in full tilt it's something to watch harry what confidence are you seeing from jordan this week look he's just a a magical golfer when he's on he can hold him from anywhere as michael has said and and equally when he's in trouble you don't rule him out making miraculous escapes in a way like the run he got on on that front nine he'd so many birdies yes a drop shot on hole number five it's kind of dried up a little bit on the back nine he's a run of five pars going at the moment but hopefully in those last three holes he might be able to pick up another one and maybe stick his nose out in front yeah yesterday he was one over for his last six holes and he came off and he said he had a bad taste in his mouth he left definitely left a few out there so you know I think he's got the bit between his teeth today he says open golf suits his game would you agree with that Mike it's hard to disagree isn't it yeah. I mean my goodness it's considering where he grew up as well and the type of golf that he's been accustomed to you know playing in the college scene in the states Lynx golf perhaps shouldn't come as naturally to him as it appears to he just has that touch that feel that creativity all the things that people for some reason want to tell you has been lost from the game Jordan Spieth has proof that that's not happened he has all of it in abundance and he's a joy to watch around these places yeah he said actually with the greens it hasn't been a huge adjustment in terms of speed coming from the states and his putting average is just over 27 putts 
per round is pretty spectacular. Yeah, no, in fairness, it is. And, and his ability, as I said, to, to scramble and just to keep a score going, even if he looks like dropping a shot or even if he does drop a shot, his, his bounce-back ability, if that's a, still a phrase in the it world is. of golf, is it? <laughs> Ian Dowie actually was the first person to coin that. I think it was about 12 years ago, bounce-back ability. I'm going to have it now Athletic, yeah. Yeah, he's he's just brilliant for momentum. I suppose, like those putts that you hold for par, even if they are outrageous from 15 or 20 feet, he's he's able to keep momentum. And and if we talk about some of the other players, unfortunately, if they don't have that grit or that grind and and they drop a shot somewhere, it it really takes the wind out of your sails. But in fairness, Speed is on a a great run. He doesn't mind if he drops a couple of shots. He dropped one on five, dropped another one on 11. But look, here's hoping he can maybe, like I said, find one on the way in here behind us. there aren't many other places in the world I would rather be right now, especially with yourself, Mike, and you, Harry. <laughs> but I know, I know. But in this in this soft sunlight, you both look marvellous. We are by the 18th, and we've got Scotty Scheffler and DJ uh, Dustin Johnson playing their approach shots. Oh, who was that, Mike? Can I, you see? Can you get I your binoculars see. out? Yeah, my goodness. I that think was it was DJ, DJ was it? Yeah. yeah. Trying He's to on make for two. His, uh, trying make to get his a dinner birdie. taste a little bit sweeter after a rough day. It's not been the best for him, has it? it? Has He's not. dropped down the leaderboard. What about Scotty Scheffler, though? He's right in it at the moment. Seven under par, level par for the day. And tell us a little bit about Scotty. I mean, he, was t- he went to the Scottish Open last week. We were speaking uh, a couple of days ago about how important it is for American golfers to come and play Lynx golf the week before. He's obviously found his feet. He was tied 12th last week. This is his tournament debut. This is massive, massive for him. It's crazy, isn't it? To think that this is a guy making his debut, particularly on this type of turf, again, as we've mentioned with Spieth, to the degree as well with Colin Morikawa went to the Scottish last week didn't really understand it, didn't necessarily like it, left the renaissance feeling a little bit displeased with life in general I think and he's turned up here and put in this performance. We're going to get you to do some live commentary now as Scotty looks at his yardage book, has a bit of a chat, oh he's not chatting to his caddy we've had a on I've seen he's on having a chat with a few people in the hospitality unit there, it's late <laughs> in the evening and there's a few shandies uh, after going down Everyone's getting very excited. It's The view is spectacular. There is hospitality all the way down the right-hand side of the 18th fairway and then the amphitheatre around the green. You can hear the silence, which will change in just a moment as Scotty Scheffler takes his backswing and plays his approach shot into the green. Is it going to go on? You'll hear in a second. <laughs> It nearly went in. You know how good is it to hear that noise again? It's right next to the flag. (laughs) That noise is brilliant. It's what we've needed. It's hope. It's healing. It's it's fantastic. Wonderful. Well, birdie opportunity for Scotty to go to eight under par. But let's go back to the top of the leaderboard, and uh, our other leader is Colin Murakawa, uh, 11 under, and he's uh, he's had some important par saves on the back nine and made a couple of birdies. Got a couple of birdies back. Yeah, it looked like the, the it was threatening to get away from him early doors, didn't it? You know, he sort of quite surprisingly dropped a couple of shots early doors. I just thought, uh, is this going to be one of those days to forget for Colin? But he has rallied, and he has that in him. He's it, as Paul McGinley would say, he's a bit of a street fighter, isn't he? Even though he doesn't look the type, and he just yeah. grinds out scores. His iron play is just, oh my goodness, I could wax lyrical all day about it. Yeah, well, tell us about his iron play. What impresses you so much? Everything, everything. The yeah. contact, the 
the distance control, the flight control, it's just, it's like watching a clinic every time he steps up and pulls <laughs> out one of his irons. Uh, maybe not so much as putter, I could, I could live without that perhaps, but He reminds me actually unreal. of a man from a few years ago that hails from the same land as you as regards iron play and hitting the ball pin high so much, Colin Montgomery, who in his prime yep. was absolutely famous for consistently hitting the shots pin high with irons. And his display yesterday, like 64, did not, uh, how would we say, did not over overemphasized the quality of the shots that he played I wouldn't have thought he, if we added all up he hold a huge amount of footage on the greens but he hit some iron shots just so close five feet, six, and, and even yeah. missed, missed one on the last which right. could have been yeah. for 63 but good to see him make four birdies after that rough start today and again a couple of holes still to play so I wonder will someone just poke their nose out in front and uh, make sure that they're in that leading group tomorrow evening mm. Again, we can create magic and he is out on the course, but we can hear from him now post his round. Yeah, it would mean a lot, um, but I, I, I just can't think about that right now. Um, we've got, you know, over 24 hours uh, of golf to be played and uh, 18 holes left. So uh, that's, that's kind of my only focus for tomorrow. Gentlemen, let's have a look at some of the other players who are in contention. Corey Connors, the uh, Canadian, is eight under par four under par for the day. Another Canadian, Mackenzie Hughes, he's finished his round. He's seven under. We've never had a Canadian winner of the Open Championship. Yeah, maybe this is the week. How would that be? I mean, you know, we've had Mike Weir win the Masters, but as you say, never a Canadian lifting the claret jug. It would be, I'm sure it would be very well received over there. What kind of personality is, is Corey? Very much what you see is what you get. Very yeah. chilled out, very calm, patient demeanour I think yeah. that's why it served him so well this week you know that patience that accepting the bad bounces that you're going to get around this place in particular not just Lynx Golf but especially St George's he just brings that element of calm to, to every facet of his game so not a huge surprise to see him contending even though I didn't back him at the start of the week <laughs> you, didn't. One of my picks. you didn't <laughs> isn't that like life yeah exactly Harry can you can you tell us a little bit more about Corey and uh, one of the strengths to his game maybe yeah look he's, he's become a big time player over the last year and a half mm. he, kind of, he features on the leaderboard a hell of a lot and you'd have to be impressed look 68 68 open up here winner on the PGA Tour Valero yes, Texas exactly. Open yeah winner on the PGA Tour and a very clean card here today like it's it's nice to go out and play on the Saturday of a major in contention and, and shoot 66 and no bogeys so you know very much in, in the mix here currently three shots behind at the moment so, He likes this yeah. company doesn't he? I mean you look at the Valspar a few years ago where you know he was leading when Tiger was trying to make that charge to get his first title for a couple of years Corey was the guy up there so As we yeah, just look on to the 18th is that Scotty Scheffler holds out with the crowd cheering, takes his cap off, gives them a wave. I think I would have knocked that one in, though. You'd look that close. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> so, Scotty, just to confirm his score, well, we're just waiting for the computer to update because I don't want to say the wrong thing, just in case, but we're presuming that was a that was a birdie for Scotty to take him to eight under par. But turning uh, back to the to the Canadians, Mackenzie Hughes, well, this is his debut. I mean, he's been on PJ Tour for, for five years there's another roar behind me. Do you hear that? I just it's love it's that. brilliant, isn't it? Just love it. It's so good. Um, Mackenzie's qualified for the uh, the Olympics. Uh, he was tied 15th at the US Open, but prior to that, five missed cuts. It's amazing how streaky some players can be. Yeah, it certainly is. You know, to, to go through, turn up here with not a huge amount of form, and then to just suddenly produce it. I mean, he must have found something that he likes yeah. uh, around here. But 
Is this like Canada here, maybe? <laughs> maybe, Harry? I don't know, I'm not sure. I was very impressed. I was on his group yesterday um, for a commentary in the afternoon, and in fairness to shoot 69... Uh, was it the afternoon? It was, God, my week is, I'm not sure when it was. Do you know now, what day it is? <laughs> it's Saturday, yeah, we're at Royal St. George's. <laughs> I know. We but I was very impressed you? with him. He shot 69 and it, and it was quite breezy yesterday, but um, he held his own in that tree ball and, and obviously, look, to come out here today and back it up with a 68 equally very much in the mix, only four shots off. Yeah, great stuff. Uh, we've got to speak about John Rahm, who you were following, Harry. How did he play today? He's 700. He's just come under the radar, hasn't he, he's, suddenly? He's kind of he's snuck the in top. there a little bit. Yeah, he wasn't doing a whole lot through the, through the front nine, really. He was getting very frustrated. He was hitting the ball lovely down the fairway onto the green, not really holding much putts. And then typically what happens after you have four or five chances for birdie that you don't hold, you suddenly drop a shot. And, and you could see he was starting to get a little bit hot, you know. Um, people <laughs> well, see, were starting to... Move. Well, let's just say people were starting to move a little bit further and further away from him. The putter might have landed off the golf bag once or twice, and and there was, he nearly had a Tyrrell Hatton moment where he was contemplating breaking a wedge over his knee, but he didn't. In oh. fairness, and he got rewarded. In fairness, on the last five holes, he birdied fourteen, birdied seventeen to shoot sixty-eight. Yeah, get right. up to minus seven. So rescued what looked to be a very frustrating day but you couldn't rule him out either no i mean he held a clutch putt on the last didn't he for that 68 he's uh, dreaming of winning the us open and the open championship in the same year only three other men have achieved that we had Rob Lee on the podcast yesterday saying he's the best player in the world right now would you agree absolutely i, I think colin morikawa has given him a serious run for his money but yeah no doubt about it and I, the thing that I, I i love that passion that harry's talking about yeah you know the, that's what we the want fact to see that he runs it? a bit hot i mean yeah. my god it's hot here anyway it's not like he needs to run any hotter but i've got some more sun cream just oh, in yes, case please. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I love it because i think that's that's what helps him to bounce back from let's face it he started poorly here you know yeah. he was out of it after shooting was it one over 71 you had a 64 yesterday. No one was talking about his 64. No. They were talking about the other 64s that were shot. For me, yesterday, that was the round of the day because he got himself right back in in a position to capitalise and kick on today as he's done. Suddenly, yeah. it's not outside the realms of possibility that he's going to go back to back in the majors. Just an utter phenomenon of a gritty, golfer. professional, yeah. class, isn't exactly. he? All of those things. But he did admit that today was a challenge. I mean, I've played a few Opens now, but today could be as a whole some of the hardest pin locations I've seen collectively. Uh, those greens can be difficult, and there's a lot of highs in all of them, and they put all those pins in little mountaintops where everything slopes away. You know, holes like, like five and nine are, are great examples where if you hit it an inch too far right you're gonna have a tough time making a par right uh, again I understand why they're doing it you know it's not too windy it's perfect conditions courses are getting a little bit firmer we're having shorter irons into the green so I understand they had to do that and today anything in the 60s is a good round if anybody shot three four even five under it's an incredible round sometimes it's hard to tell in the yardage book where exactly they are in relation to the slope um, a good example is the pin on on six you don't know if it's past the little mountain or before the little mountain, and that can affect your strategy, right? Sometimes knowing where the best spot is, but with limited wind and greens that were still, for the most part, receptive, uh, it was it was doable. Not that it was easy, but it was doable. It was a lot harder to make the putts, though.
Well, speaking of passion, we saw a lot of it from the German Marcel Seam on the course today. Unfortunate on 14, went out of bounds. All of us in the press tent were like, no, Marcel, you've been working so hard. He, he got an eight, he got a triple bogey on that hole. But bounce back ability once again, yeah, Ian Dowie, going to praise him. Two Twice in one he pod. <laughs> he, finished, he finished with a birdie on the 18th and the roars, the cheers, he, a fist pump in the air. He's shown so much emotion, hasn't he, this oh, week? Oh, so much. And why not? You know, this is what his 13th or 14th week in a row playing. You know, he, oh. he he's he's been to hell and back, and you know, gone back there a couple more times yes. over the past couple of years. He spoke so candidly to us media people uh, yesterday after his round, uh -huh. explaining just how much it means to him, outlining the fact that he almost gave up altogether when he, he fell onto the challenge tour. He thought. Mm -hmm. Has my best been and gone? Is this the right time to walk away? Thank goodness he didn't because it's just been the story of the week, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm going to dock him one point for okay. wearing a white white belt with yeah. brown slacks, brown polo. It's that's very, that's a no-no. Yes. Okay. I, I don't like that. It, it, so, right. <laughs> apart from that, totally I'm on the Marcel Seam bandwagon. We're, somehow we're going to get that fashion advice to him. It was sort of the brown attire in general, which I was... Uh, I was sort of questioning. But Harry, in terms of his golf, in terms of his personality, <laughs> we love him, don't we? Yeah, you, well, you'd have to love him. Look at him fist pumping over the last three days. In fairness, it's magic to see. And what a storyline for a yeah. guy oh, that's currently fantastic. tied eight here at the moment. This could be a massive day for Marcel Seam to get him back out on main tours again. And look, we all love that kind of a storyline. It was his birthday here on Thursday. He shoots 67. Di, I have a question for you. Yeah. Who was the last person to shoot 67 on their birthday in the Open? championship any idea no the podcast isn't long enough Michael, Mike knows. it must be Marcel Seam it must be ah, Marcel Seam and St Andrews 2010 oh, there, there you, you go. go I've got a question for you guys has anyone with a man bun ever won the Open before because I can't imagine <laughs> oh my I'm, God. maybe Bob Ferguson back in the day perhaps or old Tom <laughs> underneath the bonnet who knows <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry Marcel was 41 this week when was that a couple of days ago days, wasn't yeah. he he yeah. was on Thursday yeah. Oh, happy birthday to Marcel he we well, after, I've just seen, obviously I was out in the course when he had that eight, unfortunately, as we said, on 14, but it's very gutsy to go on birdie 16 and birdie the last, you know, to yeah. try and tidy it up very a little so. bit, gets it around Incredible. in level par 70, so tied eight currently well, at the been, moment. There's been change, gentlemen, there's been change at the top of the leaderboard already. Jordan Spieth has dropped a shot at 17, Louis Oosthuizen has birdied 16, mm. so now we've got Oosthuizen 12 under, Morikawa 11 under, Spieth 10 under but in terms of that 16th hole we can go to Insi Mehmet who can tell us a little bit more about it and remind us of the Thomas Bjorn event back in 2003. I'm heading towards one of the most iconic features of this Royal St George's golf course a seemingly innocuous trap but one that cost the man a chance of a lifetime a shot at the open title. Six hour for Bjorn. He hasn't played the three so well before this. He was four over for the first three rounds. So we're by the greenside bunker on the 16th hole. And if we rewind our watches back to 2003, Thomas Bjorn was standing there with a two shot lead with three to play. Gone. Certainly didn't take any time with that, did he? Just stood up and teed her up. So back then it was playing 163 yards and he fired a six iron in. Unfortunately, he just leaked out, caught the wind, entering that deadly, well, what turned out to be a deadly greenside bunker. Thomas Bjorn in 16, second shot. Oh, no, no, 
on this footprint. He has a big uphill slope, couldn't quite make the carry, and so the ball rolled all the way back in, and unfortunately into his footprints. Get up. Well, this is, uh, this is very sad indeed. Third attempt, it was the hardest shot out of the lot. Managed to hack it out, double bogey. That is why it is called Bjorn's Bunker. I wonder how long it'll take that to filter up to 17. On Thursday, the 16th was the third easiest hole on the golf course. There were just 11 bogeys with a tucked pin to the right. But the leaders of the Open may not find it so easy come Sunday and will want to avoid repeating Bjorn's mistake. Isn't it the most crazy game, eh? Well, tomorrow we find out who will be the defending champion at the 150th Open at St Andrews. If you want to be there, you can enter the ticket ballot today. Here's more information. Everything has led to this, a milestone championship. For the first time ever, we will run a ticket ballot for the 150th Open at St Andrews in 2022. We expect unprecedented demand, and everyone should have the chance to be there. It's fairer, it's more inclusive, it's safer. What's not to like? Find out more and sign up now at theopen.com. So as we stand on the first tee, looking at the 18th, we can see Jordan Speed taking his second shot. Mike, is, is he in the light rough over there? It looks like he might be. I'm not quite tall enough to see over one of these Actually, famous Actually, I'm taller. Let me see if oh, I can. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> so, I'm only joking. Well, I'm not joking. No, you're, but, you're not. <laughs> um, I think he's in the light rough, Mike. I think he is. I think he might be. I think he might but he'll be. be frustrated having just dropped a shot. Yeah, what you don't want to he's do when that happens is compound the error. So it looks like you know he's obviously just missed the fairway slightly down here. But It's, it's quite bright light, angle. isn't it, playing into that yeah. 18th pin? Yeah, just where the As sun's the sun starting is, to set. Yeah. Let's see what he does. The quiet signs have gone up. The grandstand is absolutely packed at the back of the green. What a glorious scene. The wind has completely dropped here now at this hour this evening. It's amazing. What an atmosphere. There's no wind, is there now? No. There we go. He's hit his shot. It's in the air. Listen for the roar. Oh, it got a, it got a nasty kick, didn't it? Ever so slightly. Good shot, sure there was a bit of spin on yeah. that, though. It was funny. I was actually watching Jordan, which is never the best thing to do. I, I grant you, when when he hits a shot, he, he always looks like he hates it, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he always eyes it anxiously. Does he, does he enjoy any part of it? <laughs> I said yesterday he probably comes he comes off and has to have a lie down. But the, the, I'll go back to the caddy master who said at the beginning of the week, if you don't come off this golf course with a headache, then you've done something wrong because mentally it is so taxing. Yeah, no, I can well believe that, absolutely, yeah, even the, there's another good shot in as well, into the 18 from Dylan Fratelli. That's Dylan Fratelli, who uh, wasn't actually playing in the Open Championship on Sunday and got in on Monday. This is the greatest walk in golf for Jordan Spieth. We've got to go back to 2017 and Royal <laughs> Birkdale. I'm sure he's remembering all those feel-good factor feelings back then. Has to be. And you know what the funny thing is? Who thought that we'd be talking about Jordan Spieth in this position in the Open Championship on Saturday? If you go back to the start of the year, he was nowhere. His form was completely evaporated. He looked lost, didn't he? he I, I love him because he's, he's so relatable, isn't he? Yeah, he's, the thing I love about him, Di, he's, he's so relatable. And, and <laughs> In the Listen sense to that, the crowds. Uh, I mean, that's a sensational applause, isn't it? Well, I think that pretty much buys into what I'm saying, that the fact that, you know, 
It's very hard for us amateurs to feel like we can relate to any professional golfer. They do things that we just can only dream about. Jordan it always kind of looks like he's struggling and fighting and battling his game to get the most out of it. He and does I can definitely that relate we do to as that. Well. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. he does. I think that's partly why he's so beloved. He comes across as such a great guy, and even on course as well, all that kind of you know interaction that he has with his caddy and whatever we love to hear that sitting down watching the golf on a sunday night from america or whatever we just love to hear that interaction and hear the whole thought process that yeah. he goes through to play these shots well as the players finish off uh, i'm going to tell you another couple of scores cameron smith is six under justin harding the south african six under mike now i know you've got a, a great stat to throw my way what is it yeah well i can't take total credit for this justin ray who's the oracle of golf stats plucked this one out from I don't know where but basically <laughs> we've never had a calendar year where all four men's major championships have been won by players from different continents and we're on for it right now we've got Hideki having won the Masters Asia's ticked off yeah. Phil ticked off North America with the US PGA and John Ram obviously getting it for Europe with the US Open so if there's a South African winner this yes. week, there you go. History made. Well, Louis Well done, Justin, for that little nugget. Fanta thank you, Justin. Thank you for contri contributing to the podcast without knowing. Wonderful. <laughs> How far down the leaderboard can we go? I mean, Louis is at 12 under. He's on 17 right now. I mean, the play's coming to, to the end right now. But how far down? Would you say, what, six under? Five, I'd love to go to four, to be honest, because really? Robert McIntyre's there. But I think I'm maybe dreaming a little bit. <laughs> the only Scott in the field. The only Scott Have you field. been chatting to him a lot this week? I have, actually. Yeah, yeah, and he's in typically fine fettle. You know, what Bob never really changes. <laughs> he's always very yeah, much the same yeah. character. Um, got in on the cut line yesterday and produced a stunning 65. You know, this morning that's what you had to do, wasn't it? You know, you've got yeah. the best of the conditions. You're out there early. Go out and post a score and see what it takes you. And mm. credit to him, he did. Well, but he's probably too far back. If you're going to go down to four under, we can go to five under and Shane Lowry, the <laughs> exactly. defending champion. Exactly. You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, I still. Well, do I fully believe or, or hope that maybe Shane can go out and shoot 62 or 63 tomorrow? But look, why he likes not? A we 63, have to. 63, doesn't he? Oh, three, three. I tell you what, I can't wait to get out of here tomorrow night I and say love no more. Your three, three, trees. <laughs> beautiful. But yeah, look, 69 for Shane today. He has a bit to do, but I'm going to stick with him for one more day. Yeah, two birdies in his last three holes. What a finish for the defending Open champion. There was a groan. There was a groan on 18. Who was it, Dylan Fratelli or Jordan yeah, Spieth? Dylan Fratelli for the groan, I think. Dylan, just just touching on Dylan again. I mean, it is a remarkable story to, to not be in the Open Championship Sunday and then getting the call up Monday and suddenly, suddenly, he's in... He's in is at the top of the leaderboard well, you in, can the, in free the pack. Feel it, can't you? Yeah, I mean, you turn up, you've got zero expectations. You weren't thinking about it for weeks or months in advance. You can just, it's it's just a, a free hit, isn't it? And he's capitalised and taking full advantage. Yeah, I'm surprised it, by the base layer, though. It doesn't feel like base layer weather. He, yes, for those, obviously, who haven't seen some of the golf, he's worn a base layer with a T-shirt over the top, mm. hasn't he? He might have been a little bit sweaty out there. Perhaps. Yeah, I, I want, do want to highlight he dropped shots at 15 and 17, so he's not come home the way he, he would have wanted. But I'm going to ask you, gentlemen, who are you going for on Sunday of the Open Championship oh, as Dylan holds out? I should have known this was coming, really. Come, we I? want your prediction. Harry, who's who's going to be holding the claret jug? I'm going to, well, I said Spieth on Wednesday. And I've got, Spieth, a I've got a text to prove it. I, I said this yesterday on the podcast. Nobody cares about me, my opinion anyway. Harry, <laughs> what, what's yours? <laughs> we do. No, 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 we no, do no, no, no you don't. Opinion. You don't. It's fine. And are you happy to stay, stay with him now that he's 
three shots behind? A hundred percent I'm going with Spieth, okay. who has just dropped a shot on 18. Oh, two oh. drop shots on his last two holes. Uh, can so I, you don't can want I to swap? change your mind? No, no, I'm sure? sticking with, I'm loyal, I'm Fair sticking with Spieth. Yeah, and that's that's to be respected. Thank um, you. Is it very shallow of me to pick the guy that's out in front? <laughs> because I just know Michael doesn't really want to pick him. But <laughs> I go with guess. I'm gonna You're go going to go with Louis, okay? Yeah, yeah I'm not. I'm, I'm going with Colin Morikawa. Okay, <laughs> well, the, the, those are the three who are right at the top. Colin Morikawa for Mike, Louis for Harry, and Jordan Spieth, despite those two drop shots at the end, for Di Doherty. Gentlemen, thanks so much for your company Thank on you. this uh, sunny you, evening, Pleasure. sunny Saturday evening with the crowds back. Royal St George's, which hosted the first Open Championship back in 1894, Mike. It's remarkable. Crazy. Look, this is what it's all about, Di. You know, yeah. We missed it last year and we did miss it. July came and went and it was very, very strange, wasn't it, without an Open Championship. It's back and it's great and we love it. Harry, you've been out on the course all day. What have the crowds been like? Yeah, amazing. You mentioned 16 there um, a few minutes ago and the, the whole atmosphere around the back of that 16th is amazing. What an amphitheatre between the hospitality on the right, the grandstand and lovely mounds on the left-hand side. Everyone trying to get a vantage point. We can see the crowds milling down the 18th here now. I can only imagine with the weather forecast that's due to be just as good tomorrow, how the atmosphere is going to be like on the back nine on Sunday. The crowds, they are not just idly walking they are strutting there's a strut on every fairway well we couldn't miss this really could we the final pairing are coming down 18 we've got louis ustazen and colin morikawa morikawa is just on the right hand side of the fairway slightly shorter drive than louis who seems to be in the absolute perfect position both of them have got their hands up to their eyes because the sun really is glaring down you can see the contours, can't you, so clearly in this sunlight, Harry? Yeah, absolutely. Once the sun goes down, I stood on the 18T yesterday around this time and the bunkers, four down the left, two on the right. It's amazing the definition that you have once the sun starts to lower down towards the top of the grandstand. But Colomarikawa here on the right-hand side, just off the fairway, roughly 130 yards to the pin from here. So Colin looking to see can he play a good approach shot in and make a birdie on the last. Let's see, the ball yeah. is in the air. He's hit it, all the patrons as well. Yeah, have their shot. hands up in the air, don't yeah, they, to stop the shot. sun, Just it was a good on one. the left-hand side of the flag, so he'll have an opportunity there from about 20 feet. Now, Mike, it's up to Louis. Certainly is, like you say, Dave, absolutely perfect position on the left-hand side of the fairway here, just past the front left bunker. He's got a great angle to go into the green and attack this flag. He struck it. In the hole, they shout at the back. Bit Ooh, of a that groan. was a groan. That was a groan. Oh, there's a bit of groans there. Where do you think that's gone? Did that go in the bunker? Not really sure. I think it might be left, yeah. Ah, we're, we're hearing it's just short of the green. Just short. That'll yeah, be okay, Yeah, he's got his though. club wrong there, then. I, I, I don't know how he's managed to miss club from that position. I mean, Especially that was absolutely with no perfect. wind. With no wind. Actually, a flat lie, relatively speaking, for, for the 18th. I mean, that's a, that's a little bit of a mistake. You can hear the cheers, can't you? The applause of the gallery at the back of 18. So many supporters for Louis, so many for Colin. Major champions, of course. The cream really does rise to the top, doesn't it, on these occasions? <laughs> it certainly does. This is a course that, you know, historically hasn't always necessarily identified the best player in the world when it comes to Open champions. As we know, the, the two most recent players were quite remote odds. But this week, 
this week, I mean, what a leaderboard we've got. And as you say, two of the very, very best in the world up there yeah. contending. Well, if Louis can stay at the top of the leaderboard... I'll be happy. You'd be happy. You'd be winning some money on it. Well, Louis's hoping to get up and down to stay at 12 under par and be in the lead come the end of, of play and hoping to go wide, to get that wire-to-wire victory. He's led after the first round, the second round. Will he lead after the third round? I'm sure that gives you a boost, Harry. Massive, absolutely, yeah. especially knowing that you're going out with the lead on a Saturday in the last group at 5-4, to four, as he is on the 18th green here with Colin Morikawa. So, yeah, it's huge pressure, but Louis has been able for it, in fairness. He's hit his putt from the front portion of the green up over the swale, and it's just coming down to the left-hand side. Oh, yes, the reaction like tells you they really like it. Well done, Louis, because that was tricky from the front edge of the green, up the swale on the right-hand side, throws the ball to the left, but by the sounds of our vantage point, it's pretty close to the hole. Mm. Tough green, 18, isn't it? He's just tapped it in. 12 under, he finishes. After three rounds, this South African is right up there. What can Colin Murakawa do? Where is he, Mike? Absolutely no idea, Di. <laughs> Not the first clue. He's, he's reading his putt right now. Of course, he's 11 under. Colin was out in 35. He had two bogeys, two birdies on his front nine. Um, birdies at 13, 14. But a couple of important par saves as well on the back nine. What can he do with this one? He's lining it, it up. His caddy's behind him. He's taking another look. I find on this green in particular, they take quite a lot of time to do their final putts, don't they? Probably the pressure of about yeah. 10,000 fans around you, maybe. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, look, this is hugely important. Trying to just eke one more birdie out of this round and get up alongside Louis. And all the photographers are right at the back of the green, trying to get the best shot, aren't they? Yeah, there'll be some glorious shots in this sunshine now with the mm. shadows lengthening here. I mean, even we look good in this light. Do you think, Di? Well, you do, I'm not yourself, so sure about us <laughs> He's set up, he's about to take it. Possibly the final putt for Colin Morikawa. And the groans oh, say it all, groan. don't they? Just yeah. missed out. So Colin will finish one back at minus 11. Who's gone for Colin again? Is it you, Mike? It's me, but yeah. you know what I'm just thinking, Di? Yeah. If Louis gets this done tomorrow, he's going back to St Andrews next year as the defending champion now. Won there in 2010, lost in the playoff in 2015. Yeah. Who would bet against them? And suddenly you could be looking, potentially, I'm getting carried away now, but you could be looking well, at... Well, no, I don't tell you, this is what sport does. We let's, do get carried away. Yeah. Let's deal with tomorrow first. <laughs> let's deal with tomorrow. 18 holes still Very to go. True. But it's it's been a brilliant day. Saturday is always brilliant at the Open Championship, yeah. and we've had another one... Uh, we've, it's very tight at the top. We want it to be that way. We want it to be close. And it's going to be thrilling on Sunday. Don't forget to turn on your notifications. We've got two shows coming up for you tomorrow. We'll speak to you then. This has been an original audio production from The Open.